Cool, all right, welcome back to another episode of the STC Fit Podcast. Uh, I think this will be episode 23-ish, maybe, somewhere around there. Depends when they all come out. 22. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we've got another couple of special guests in today. Uh, We've got Dean and Liz from Flex Success, uh, co-owners, co-founders. Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah, nice. Cool, got it right. (laughs) Good start. Um, So... For those who maybe don't know um, what Flex Success is, we'll probably start there. Um, just give everyone a little bit of exposure as to what you guys actually do. We're truth seekers, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually <laughs> probably like that. It's good to <laughs> Yeah, so we are a coaching team of five coaches. We all have our different niches within the coaching group. Mm-hmm. Dean working with Comprep, me working mainly with Gempop, uh, using the scientific method, I Ooh. guess. To, we don't have one method that everyone has to follow. We understand everyone's an individual, um, but we focus a lot on education. So we're not gonna say, hey, you need to eat this much protein, this much fat, this much carbs. We provide diets in the beginning while we teach people, uh, and then once coaching is over, they know what to do. So Ooh, yeah. our job is to make ourselves redundant. Yeah. Which is a fantastically bad business. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so many people in the world, it's all good. Yeah, but it's funny how long people stay when you do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Our, our, our lifetime client sort of value is quite large for that very reason. Even just for accountability, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah, we sort of uh, sit somewhere in the middle between uh, helping people achieve that everlasting body composition goal that they want. For me, it's very easy because, you know, A to B gets me to C yeah. and they look a particular way. It's super simple. For the gen poppers, it can be a little bit harder because sometimes the distance is so far in the future. Yeah. Um, and a but lot then more about lifestyle too. Yeah. 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 And we mix it with that whole education aspect. So yeah. sometimes people may not even see physical results for a portion of time until they learn. Um, so it's nice, yeah, like a nice little happy medium. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people, they're not even after, they could be happy to maintain, but they want to find a more sustainable way of doing that. Mm. Yeah. You know, like a yeah. way to engage yeah. with their friends and not have cravings so much. And, yeah. you know, maybe their caloric intake is 2,000 over the week, but it's because yeah. they're binging for three days and starving yes. for the rest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about finding that balance and improving their relationship with yeah. food. Yeah, so many similarities with yeah. what we this do. This is very yeah. similar. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've actually found that we've actually had quite a, a large even intake of consultations recently of people that are just literally asking for a consultation to start coaching to learn how to have food fit their life yeah as opposed yeah. to the other way around which everybody else does you know like life fit food yeah you screw your life up to fit your diet which we reverse that and go the other way around so yeah that's going up now as a percentage even more so just as much as the body composition yeah so it's how to maximize lifestyle with yeah people are just like man i've done this for too long i'm, I'm broken yeah. like i can't do it anymore yeah how do i make how do i how do i figure this out and yeah. find some balance i mean we all know there's sacrifices that need to be yeah. made but i don't think your sanity needs to be one of them no definitely not <laughs> No, so, 100%. Yeah. So that's yeah. us in a nutshell. We're, uh, and we're online only, I suppose, is another aspect of our yeah. business. We run all online. We don't do any uh, specific face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we do that because it allows us to provide the exact same service to everybody, mm-hmm. wherever they are, yeah. which is awesome because like Liz deals with a, a doctor in America. We have another client that deals with his, her husband in America. Yeah. We've got people in Germany. Yeah. Like, we've got people all over the place, yeah, which is cool. like, really yeah, cool. New Zealand, yeah. England. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good fun. So, yeah, it's great. And you communicate yeah. via just like messages and emails and stuff like that, or is there Skype yeah. involved? We do a combination between a some video Facebook consultation, yeah. uh, some weekly uh, catch-ups via email and via um, our online system. We, we run all of our stuff through Google Drive. Yep. Mm. Um, and so everyone has their own privatized folder and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And then we also um, have, a Facebook group. have a Facebook group that yeah. everybody's involved in. Mm. Um, and occasionally yeah. we do face-to-face seminars for like, if we're looking after trainers and then they have a particular group you know, yeah. or a gym that they want us to come and talk to to try and hit the masses, then we'll do that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But obviously that's in Australia. Yeah. 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 We're um, pretty 
we have lots of feedback that we ask for our clients each week. Yep. So yeah. Dean mentioned Google Drive. Yeah, so yeah. they'll have like their weekly time, you know, Monday morning before 8.30 a.m., for example, where they have to give us, how did you poop this week? Like no topic is off the table. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 periods, gas, yeah. like, you yeah. know, can I say that out loud? Is that all right? Yeah, you certainly can. Yeah, and both of us are about 60, 70%. Females. Females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not grossed out about it. I say that word around my brother and he like, oh, he doesn't want to know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Girls freak out and it's like they have that that measurement that's like a one-off weird high waist measurement. You're like, where are you in in your cycle? The first time they're kind of like, um, what? How did you know? (laughs) I'm sorry for keeping the human race alive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so as well as that kind of qualifiable data, like, you know, gas, bloating, sleep, there's also a lot of quantifiable data as well, like macros and weight and daily steps and stuff like that. Yeah. So we look at all that data, we assess it, and then we get back to them for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, about monthly, we catch up on video calls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's a cool model. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys must have a really good business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty good. I was like, this is all really good stuff. Yeah, yeah at least we know we're on the right page. You know what, though? You'd be surprised. Hey, like, we get clients that have come from people that I would have expected had fantastic service or oh, fantastic customer service for one, because I think a lot of people miss that in our industry. They think yeah. that they're, I'm a coach, but a coach still has a, a portion of customer service that is extremely oh, yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and I've come from a retail background, so I think I probably understand that's also very important for that reason too. But um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, some of the systems that we get from other people, it's just like, whoa. Yeah, like, there's no system. This, yeah, 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 right, yeah. exactly. There's no structure. No, yeah. American coaches for yeah. contest prep are the worst I've seen. Yeah. Wow. So like, yeah it's yeah, like right. you get your diet, your drug advice, and yeah. everything written in a, in a typed email. Yeah. And it's that like that, and it's there's there's no sequence, there's no information. But sometimes it's also so cookie cutter too. Right? Oh yeah, it's and it's just, I'm yeah. just like whoa. Yeah, I right. think where people go wrong is they try and increase their bank account, and yeah. it comes at the cost of yeah. the quality of service. It's not right. individualized enough. Yeah, but the, and these it's so freaking so obvious, though. right? Yeah, yeah. No, you can tell when someone's just. You can you know, tell. You've got someone else's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like when it comes yeah. to training, like some templates do work. I agree, totally. But yeah. when it comes to nutrition, sure, we all need enough fruit and vegetables, but it's so much more individualized than training. Okay. Not that training isn't individualized, mm. but yeah. ugh, cookie cutter, like Insta models, stop selling diets. God damn it. It's <laughs> slapping yeah, stupid. Yeah, the gray area <laughs> where it's like who can online PT mm. for me is still, it's yeah. like, how do you? How can you actually sit there and say like I can train you online? It's like what do you? Mm-hmm. What have you done? Like are you just someone who's worked yeah. out for ages and just got your cert three? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or it's, it's like, yeah. like do you even have cert three? Yeah. Well, that's what like... I mean. Where does it? Where did? Where's the like? Where's the? <laughs> Yeah. Well, having yeah, done cert three and four myself, it is not enough. Oh no, we we, um, we, we teach we teach it as well. We teach cert yeah. three and four too. Oh, cool. yeah. um, anyone that sits in our intakes is obviously very fortunate because mm. we go above and beyond, and then yeah. say, all right, well, you guys have the key to the gate. Mm. But you're the new kids on the block, you know nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah so go here, go here, go here, and yeah. learn all this stuff. Yeah, and awesome. We have our mentorship program um, as well, where we bring these guys um, under our wing, teach mm. them our, our um, methodologies to training and nutrition and stuff like that um, because of that. It's yeah. like yeah. you get in and you're like, I don't really know that much. Yeah. yeah but and like the, the first session is literally like, okay, what you're going to get qualified for is your white card to get on the job site. Yeah. And then you're going to go learn everything there. Yeah. yeah. Figure it all out. And then here's like 20 resources to go find all the stuff that yep. you need to. Yeah. yeah it's a real, there's, there's just some things you have to learn obviously on the job. Yeah. I, I did a, a, an Insta story a couple of weeks ago for Flex actually. Um, 
that's one cool thing about our, our business too. I think is like every coach has a certain day within our, our flex on our Instagram, our so that they can basically actually, talk yeah. about the stuff they like or yeah. educate yeah. or whatever it may be. So if you like a certain personality, you can tune in on Tuesday if you want to yeah. listen to whoever it may be. But um, yeah, I did one on that. Like uh, people coming out of a book-based industry where they've learned, not yeah. industry, but you know, a skill set they've learned, like a seated row, for example, or a deadlift or whatever it may be, and they go, oh, but this is the only way that you can do a seated yeah. row. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like understanding yeah. biomechanics and anatomy and all the rest of it, so you can yeah. utilize the leverages to your advantages. But it is one thing that we actually have not issues with, but it's one of our biggest uh, hurdles to deal with us is yeah. training. Yeah. Like we primarily focus on nutrition because we can control everything, yeah. but we do offer programming as well. Um, we have to assume they know what they're doing, yeah. but a lot of our coaches ask for videos mm. to try and determine if there's a, an appropriate technique there. Yeah. And if they're having major issues, we try and always have a, an affiliate in a different area around Australia. Right. So like I've got a couple of guys oh, that go to Matt yeah, Bartholomew yeah, yeah. in Sydney and yeah, man, yeah, that has yeah. been an absolute dream because that yeah. can fix people's technique like this and yeah. now I know my program's going to be appropriately implemented. Yeah. 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 Sure. So we do do that as well. It just also reduces risk of injury Absolutely. too. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are responsible time. to getting a desired outcome, so they come to you for yep. so yeah, exactly. pushing them in a certain direction yeah. to get that. Yeah. Like we much prefer training, uh, doing training as well as nutrition because we can control for all variables. Then. Absolutely, yeah. But some people think they know what they're doing. Yeah, I was gonna ask, <laughs> did you get that? Um, like my online client wants to do their own coaching. Uh, yeah, right. You, write my own program. Oh, this guy over here. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get you to do my food and stuff, but I'm writing my own program. I'm like, okay, so as long as I see the program, okay, so do you guys get that a little bit? Like, do you get um, people who are like knowledgeable about training We have about 25 PTs on our team. At least, yeah. Um, We've got a lot of PTs and like coaches and owners of gyms. And some of them I trust a little more than others. Yeah. But even then. Yeah, I've learned not to. Yeah. Because the assumption yeah. is the bad part. Like I've got PTs that I thought, yeah, yeah cool, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And then I watch them with their clients on Insta. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not sure you're squat that <laughs> And he's yeah. like, what do you mean? Or she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, ah, uh, okay, I'm going to send you a video online and go through this technique yeah. so, so you understand what so I expect. Do you guys have a resource? that you do send out to your clients in terms of like... Not execution? for exercise prescription, Not no. one specific person. Are no. you saying like, do we always go look at Scott Herman's videos? No, so like, do you, do you guys provide anywhere? No, we've can... wanted a library for a very long yeah. time. Oh, right. It's, yeah. it's probably like... Building yeah. 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 Well, we, we have well, one, our, our, it's yeah. just so taken it's, a lifetime to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah the com kind of has, um, yeah. the program comes with the videos of the entire world. Yes, yeah. 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 so we spend... So and a too much time. time linking things. That <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. yeah, finding so YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. But um, like that, yeah. but I also deal with some power, like quite a few powerlifters. I've got three yeah. or four guys now who obviously I don't do their programming because they like powerlifting yeah. coaches to do that, and that's actually great for me because yeah. I can just you talk see, straight you take care of the nutrition for just yeah. yeah, I do the same. But um, yeah. but they have to upload their program to their file so I can at least transition yeah. between food and volume, volume. and all the rest of it, yeah. deloads yeah. yeah. and all that stuff. That's yeah, very similar. That's good. I actually like that because it's not a. Um, not too much of a like how do I look kind of thing like yeah. so how, how this is how I feel yep. this is how I've recovered and yep. this is what I need to do kind of thing and yep. yeah it's like yeah. I don't know dealing with body comp people for a long time yep. um, it's nice to just have a little bit of a change for sure yeah, just a little yeah. bit yeah. 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 Well, I like both I like both but the only, the only thing I dislike about performance based athletes is that Sometimes they can become a little bit more complacent with food because the error yeah. can be yeah. so larger. That is so much very larger, true. and we've discussed that. We you went know. to the latest, one of the last GPC meets, and that's mm. a very relaxed uh, thing with nutrition. I was like having a meltdown. I was like, "Yeah, how are you guys?" I did strongman for a while, and yeah. it's almost popular to be 
fat. Yeah. Like, I do not yeah. use that word lightly. Like, yeah, no, I get, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah. The, the culture within the gym is like, you're eating a salad, like, you poof, don't you want to, like, <laughs> yeah. be strong, like, gains? And it's yeah. like, well, yeah. what about health? What yeah, about, what about like, the, uh, contract all, yeah. Contract all weight. Yeah. 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 overall weight. But the tough thing is, is when people have performance goals and physique goals, where they sometimes conflict each other. Yes. Yeah, and like, you've got to find a happy medium or just important. choose. Yeah. 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 Which one's going to be more important than the other. Yeah. 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 And I, like, as being one of the coaches that does that, so I basically hire Jason to do mm-hmm. my food and write my own programs. Mm-hmm. It comes from a place of like, well, I want to learn the programming side of it. Yeah. But I know with nutrition, I like will second guess myself every week. Yep. It's like, I need to make a change. it every week. Need to make yep. a change. Need to make a change. Jason's just like, good. Yep. No. Keep going. Keep, keep as that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually one of the greatest skills of a coach, though, right? Yeah, I hundred percent of this patience yeah. and trusting the yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. even just you know, just that aspect. Like I know when I sit down some weeks and I'm like, I had this one uh, natural prep bodybuilder, and it was like week two, good loss. Week three, good loss. Week four, good loss. Like we just nailed the appropriate deficit. Yes. across the weeks and I was like he's like we're we gonna change in this week I'm like no, no. but to yeah. say no is like that's when the coaches get caught out they're like but he's paying me like yeah. he's paying you to get a result just remember that yeah yeah or she doesn't matter yeah. whereas they think oh shouldn't I have some form of change yeah, yeah. but that's a really good skill I think um the biggest the thing I can resonate the most about that is like oh, I've got an online coach and I do yeah. the same thing like it's like yeah weekly it's like yeah great man doing a good job photos are great check-in's good mm-hmm. but then it's like there might be that fourth or fifth week down the track it's just like you get this like oh, i do this do this do that i've got this for you i've done yeah. this i've done that and you're like okay so it's like you don't need that it's not a weekly thing we've got to like earn your service yeah i guess a pt it's <laughs> like you know you're getting the outcome that's been specified to the person at the start and that's it's like objective. You know, yeah, this yeah. is going to happen. Like they, when they need to do whatever they need to do, they do it yeah. um, in terms of intervention. Absolutely. I think that's a skill as a coach too to kind of do that in the background, where it's like, so like my guys will send their lifts in mm-hmm. so I can review them, and it's like, cool. I, you might think that some of them like don't get feedback each week. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool, these this look good, keep going, keep, yep. going, keep yep. going, and then all of a sudden it's like new program comes out, and it's like based on all of those videos you sent for last week, here's the last six weeks, here's your program, and they go. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So you have actually been watching. You've been accumulating. Have been paying yeah. attention. Yeah. yeah. So we have a coach's sheet in our forms, and then we have obviously each individual client sheets and all the rest of it. A coach's sheet they is they in. They don't see the coach's sheet, yeah. which is where we retain all of our information. You know, like yeah. where you compliant. They don't know if we have a yes or a no next to that. Yeah. One yeah. of the issues with that. Just like, little notes. Things like yeah. even simple things like holidays and deloads and injuries and yeah. all the rest yeah. of it. So yeah, the same thing. The accumulation of yeah. data over time, so you can then implement. Later. You know what I have done though? I've had a client who it was appropriate for him to stay on the same macro split for new weeks but I just kind of knew he was getting bored and he wanted to change so I changed up his macros kept the cows the same yeah. it wasn't gonna make a difference to yeah. the end result Ooh. but it made a difference to his compliance because yeah. he wanted to feel like he was continuing and yeah and yeah. changing and stuff like that so yeah. sometimes you gotta play the game it's hard yeah. to yeah sometimes I'm like you just like are supposed to do what yeah. is outlined for you yeah. but yeah. if that is the that's the hard part about being a coach it's like it's an regardless of whether <laughs> you actually know it this is enough yeah. It's like that person ain't gonna follow it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta find some creative way to make it the same but different. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a really awesome way to do it. Appearance is the key. Instead of saying just yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, well it's funny you say, instead of saying this, I like the athletes because I like to say jump and they say yeah. how high. I yeah. also yeah. Uh, You know, I've come from that approach. Even when I, I came out of uni and did all my prac, I did it as a strength and conditioning coach of the Broncos. And that was it. Like, I had, I had athletes that didn't even know who I was who would say, yes, sir. 
Yeah. And like I went and actually worked for Good Life, funnily enough, for six weeks, and I just went, mm, not for me. Yeah. You know, I wasn't here to basically motivate you or whatever yeah. it is. Like, you need to come to me, and then I'll help you facilitate a particular skill. Yeah. yeah. So like, I am a little bit more that way with my guys and girls, but they come on knowing that. Yeah. Whereas with Dean some only does poppers, comp prep, so that works why. for him. Yeah. General poppers, yeah, we might manipulate some things and play some psychological games yeah. uh, in regards to macros, but yeah. yeah. So we do have um, quite a few, like, as we said, we teach obviously the course. So we have a few people that are kind of finding their way into the fitness industry now. So how did you guys get from obviously strength conditioning background for you and like how did you start out this to end up where you guys are now? Mine's definitely a roundabout way ending up where I am. Yeah. So uh, short story. Left school in year 10 because I thought like drinking and partying was more important than education. Uh, worked at Fitness First, just doing like reception and membership consulting and then realized mm, I could probably use my brain a bit more. So I started at uni as a mature age student and I graduated with a Bachelor of Social Science yep. with majors in politics and international relations and anthropology. So medical science looks at medical issues, how to treat them, how to prevent them. Social science looks at social issues how to treat them, how to prevent them. Yep. And then there's obviously politics and anthropology, which are like similar to social science, but kind of like branches of. Um, and through my uni degree, I was working as a personal trainer um, and kind of got myself out of some sticky situations with substances, I guess, like just treating my body differently and fell in love with fitness. And so worked as a PT since 2008, so that's 10 years now. Uh, and I met Dean in 2000, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, something like that. He was always in sports supplements. We were in a relationship and, you know, all my clients were asking me for nutrition plans, nutrition yeah. advice, resources. Yeah. People were coming into his work asking him oh. for similar things. So that's kind of where Flex was born. And uh, I really think that my degree had a lot of overlap with what we currently do because instead of looking at, like, anecdotal observations like um, let's say I'm eating too much sodium and that's why I'm fat right yeah. well, let's just tackle sodium but the scientific method teaches you to actually analyze that make a hypothesis disprove yeah. that and go actually you know what it's because I eat too much and move too little like yeah. is that what I should be tackling so yeah, instead of yeah. just like kind of guessing stabbing in the dark yeah. test measure yeah. make adjustments yeah. Uh, so that's the really short story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm here drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine's far more stereotypical of who I am and where I've come from. I've always played sport. I played soccer since I was four. I also left school at the start of year 12 because in Queensland you had to get a thing called an OP to get into university. Yeah. Uh, I would I preferred to play soccer, so I was nice. doing that and then trying to get into uh, over in the UK and left school because I was doing all right. And then never went back, so then I realised I had to, again, I was doing landscaping to make some money at the time. and. Just went, yeah, I'm never doing this. How come you don't do our garden now then? No, I said, this is why. Because <laughs> yeah. it was not yeah, enjoyable to me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I, um, away with I went in and did some like some prep work to get into uni, and then I ended up coming out of uni with an exercise science degree here in Bermuda. Um, and from there, prac into strength and conditioning, which was really my genuine passion, which was training athletes. Um, unfortunately, the Broncos changed their coaching staff and essentially booted every casual, so yeah. there was no opportunity there anymore. Um, and then I was at the time I was just working for a nutrition warehouse supplement company and they had at the time four stores and I just offered the boss and said if you want to go into state I'm your man yeah you know I'll make a career out of this I can see this business going a long way which is crazy because now he's got 56 yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Um, and exceptionally awesome 
CEO, really good mate of mine now too, and like he helped me essentially become more, I suppose, professional in the aspect of making money and having job tasks and all the yeah. rest of it. And then, yeah. yeah, over time, like I just kept uh, researching more and more because when I moved to Sydney, I moved there by myself, and all I did was just basically work and read. That's yeah. all I would do. I just hit the repeat button: work, read, work, read, work, read. Watch yeah. cricket. Yeah, watch sport, work, read. What a so, snooze. You know, typically, <laughs> like you play sport as a kid, and then you end up going into some form of a sports science degree, and then you're like, I don't even know what this gives me anymore. And then you, then you, then you specialize because there's no real job for a human yeah. movements exercise. Did you get that every, um, every like semester you went into class, like, and you started a new subject, they'd be like, so there's no jobs in this. Yeah, but we're going to teach you this. Like, okay, that's really disheartening. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm learn about biomechanics, but there's no jobs in it. So, yeah. and the physios yeah. would be like, when are you going to change to physio? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. physio. I don't want to fix broken people. I want to yeah. stop them from coming to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Screw yeah. you, man. I'm smarter than you are. Like, <laughs> and then um. And so, yeah, I got out of that, and then, like Liz said, I just kept getting hounded for information. I'd always just on pushing over people that I knew. Yeah. And then we're like, no, let's, um, let's, let's do this. And she's a go-getter. Um, so she was like, within 24 hours, hey, I've registered the business name. And I was like, oh, shit, like, what am I going to do? This is real. And at, yeah. the time, yeah, at the time, I was moving into area management for, for Nutrition Warehouse, so I was, like, tied up a lot of my time. And, but before we knew it, I remember I had, like, 10 clients on one day that I had to get through. And I was like, fuck, this is, this is getting a bit intense. And I actually did a podcast for... Uh, a guy's called Mind Muscle Project, which is a CrossFit based originally. Yeah. But now they're up to nearly 200 episodes. They kill it. They do really, really cool dudes mm. as well, really charismatic fellas. And we did it on, um, they called it How to Eat Chocolate and Still Get Shredded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was right. a, they'd never done long, long story sort of podcast. And we ended up doing two hours from start to finish. And it was all about flexible dieting and different things. And, yeah. and it went nuts. It got something like 10,000 downloads, boomed their podcast. And then all of a sudden, we just started getting nailed with. I think it yeah. blew their paleo minds, right? Because they're yeah, coming from a food yeah. type, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it was quantity. very, I feel like it was very non biased. And that allowed people to at least listen with, with interest yeah. as opposed to feeling like I was judging them. Yeah. Even though I may have been, and, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and it was just too, that was also hilarious. Like this bodybuilder sitting inside a CrossFit gym talking about how you can eat chocolate and still get shredded. Yeah. And I competed not long after that too, or around that time. And yeah, stuff went crazy. Yeah. And then I uh, yeah. Since then, we ended up with one coach to take on some, and then a second coach, and now a third coach, and hmm. all of our coaches are full time in the business now, essentially with clients. Yeah. Yeah. So, how long was that like timeline from? Well, the business now is going on. It'll be four years. It'll be, I think yeah. it's four years. Yeah, four years yeah. in October. Um, we took on the first coach in the first 12 months, second coach in the next oh, We took months? on the first coach probably in the first three months because oh, I was still only I focused on NW and I, I, I never actually considered not working for somebody. It was never a thing for me. Um, and I really liked working for Nutrition Warehouse. Like, I actually yeah. really yeah. thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and there's a nagger over here. Then it just, Liz has Liz, Liz <laughs> essentially never worked for anyone by herself. She's yeah. really independent. Yeah, um, yeah. that's why. And even <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, so I actually only officially went full time to the business about probably four months ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I would be working full time hours, but full time hours plus part time hours at NW writing content for them in the back end. Yeah. And then it was just it just become more and more of a burden, unfortunately. Yeah. So well, the thing is, it was hard for me being so invested in the business, and Dean was invested too, but his time was so limited. So mm. I'm there like stressing the fuck out, like. I need you, like leave. And mm. I feel slack because I want him to obviously like enjoy what he does work too, which you always have. Yeah. Um, but my best thing I ever did was jump out and jump in. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man. Looking at your uh, Instagram stories at the moment, mm. life's looking pretty good. Just mental stress <laughs> even. Like I, I never had a mental break doing both. Yeah. Uh, and like you hear it all the time, like you can never be truly successful at something unless you focus on that one thing. And it's true. Like, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And now we have the opportunity to essentially facilitate 
enough clients for all of our coaches, which is amazing. And that too, like we've, we've now given a coach the opportunity, Alan, our um, comp prep and gen pop coach, he's mm. just moved from Brisbane to Perth and just went, why not? Like He's still working like, the same not? hours, I work the same time. hours, make the same money. He I makes go wicked money mate. too. So yeah. Yeah. I go live with my mate in Perth, and I bring my missus over, we'll have a new adventure. Sweet. And like that, yeah. like I don't, can't, I'm wearing this flannel, so you can't see me like that shit, like genuinely gives me goosebumps yeah. because I never actually thought I would be what my boss was for me. Yeah. Give me yeah. the opportunity to make a living yeah. doing something. We're going to Japan in November and spending the month there yeah. and we're like, we'll just keep working. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know? that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. but, but it is, have you guys ever worked with your partner? Okay. <laughs> Essentially boyfriends. You will never listen to this. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's pretty, like, I love working with you. And he's great to work with because his work ethic is really strong. We have a really strong sense of why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, I grew up with parents that never struggled with money, but struggled with having quality time yeah. with their loved ones, including me. Yeah. And I guess when you work with someone that also is invested in giving a good product and a good service and improving people's lives and isn't so caught up on money, it works really well because we do things for the same reason. We move in the same direction. Yeah. But obviously having a company with employees and lots of moving parts, it's stressful because there's so many Ooh. projects going on at once yeah. and some disagreements around what we should do or, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. I hate that. you sometimes. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to, say. <laughs> trying to say. I'm trying to say I'm leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> The really interesting thing is too, is like when people hear a degree, they're like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. that doesn't sound like it relates. Um, yeah. My, which is, this is why we butt heads too, because I'm very much like, tell me what A plus B equals C. How do I do that? Yeah. Like, I need to know the answer. Yeah. Whereas she's like, there's five answers. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and the reason why there's five <laughs> yeah. is because you need to, you need to appreciate the entire social picture of what's going on in that. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we butt heads, over, but it's actually been amazing for our business mm, yeah. because we have two very different scientific methods in regards to how we approach people yeah. and things. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know about scientific methods. It's the same. Well, the method's the same, yes. The same method, but kind of like the institutions that you work under, mm. you're like, you know, chemistry, biology, yeah. stuff like that. I'm like social institutions and different cultural constructs and yeah. Yeah. belief systems and stuff like that. Yeah, I always make jokes that I'm the real science, but that gets Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because that's, 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 because that's my one track mind understanding what yeah. science and was, that was right? the way yeah. you that's you got exposed that way i'm the same it's yeah. like you got brought up that way it was just like i did a like i did some sports administration degree and stuff was about philosophy and all that and i was just yeah. like i had to get through that to get into you didn't like it. science yeah and i was like this wishy-washy business yeah. here that's how it's not goes. how my brain works <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, as soon as i got into exercise science like just the grades and everything and my yeah. focus i was like Oh, you know, like when you enjoy something, you apply. It's just question, answer, theory. You know, like you know, yeah. it was just so much more like my yeah, chain absolutely. of thought. With like philosophy and sociology and um, all that, like um, gender studies, it's still kind of A plus B equals C, except there's more considerations yes. mm. around like capitalism and ethnicity, and you know, mm. there's just it's still the same scientific method it's just there's more to consider and you can't test in a lab your lab is the real world yeah. Yeah. it's so many more variables much less control yeah. so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just tougher and like predictions are harder and you it's can't so replicate the, the, studies as well trying like i guess the the um the journey to finding the answer from the like mm-hmm. our scientific method yes just seems much more direct and that's appealing. And it is. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, so if we do this and we test this way, we'll get the answer and then we'll be able yeah. to tell everyone. Yeah. Um, where the truth lies again, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's like when you're dealing with the population, 
um, and we're, we're using science-based principles or our science-based yeah. principles, yeah. Um, you're like, well, we have to take in all those. For sure. You know, and you know what? I find that really interesting too. I'm currently doing a physiology mentorship with, I don't know if you guys know Luke Tullock from Lucid Health. Ooh, so I'm doing that with him and within my degree, I chose um, some electives through like biology and um, I actually started my degree in chiropractic science. So I did my first year within those sciences, then changed to arts, then changed to social science. Um, so I find that really interesting as well. And I think it's important to be able to, there's a lot of memorizing that you need to do and a yeah. lot of, um, you know, repetition and, and understanding. Yeah. So I think that's important too. And also really important, mm. but I think also looking at the bigger picture and understanding the world we live in. Yeah. yeah kind of well, puts yeah. everything into perspective. It so takes people out of that typical, sorry, um, yeah. where coming from our background or I'm not sure your background might be the same we might be excluding you for no apparent reason but <laughs> 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 we do that the thing is like and and flexible dieters are 100% probably one of the worst people of this to begin with in that they say it's not a study it doesn't exist yeah right mm. and it's the the lack of uh, importance or the lack lack of value placed on empirical research over time that's been generated through work and you know, practice and all the rest of it. Yeah. People, when they start getting into science, they get really hard-lined on the, if you can't prove it with this, it yeah. can't be done. But then, like Liz said, you can't actually replicate most of this shit in the real world anyway. Yeah. So so now, like, having the ability to actually use a scientific method as opposed to following scientific papers is super important. Yeah. And finding a balance between the two. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not to say that we do things that goes against science. It's just Absolutely that not. science can't prove everything right now. Yeah. That's yeah. all. If, if it does prove that it doesn't work. Kind of yeah, and then let's look at yeah. what proof is. We need to understand yeah. the difference between correlation and causation, and that's yeah. some something that people mistake all the time. Like people who drink diet soft drinks are fatter than people who don't. Yeah, but that's one variable Why? in yes. a yeah. You know, yeah. so do, do umbrellas cause rain? Mm. They're always out when it rains. Yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it's super interesting. It's like it's amazing. Like you asked, have we ever worked with our partners? Mm. I like the relationship between the two of us. Do you guys become so like boyfriend and girlfriend? Uh, uh, no, we have, no, you we, hang we up have first. very, you hang very up formal <laughs> arguments. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, did we just fight? We probably did, but it's just like if he does, we both disagree very passively. Right. Yeah, it's like, right. oh, so far. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, tell yeah. me more about that. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys hang out outside of work? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, and we yeah, talked. So like Jace was my PT for the first twelve months when I was an MC. Um, then he kind of mentored me as a membership consultant, trainer. not DJ. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so, never know. Pole so, dancer and DJ. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was on the side. Um, so we kind of started working together, and it was like the same thing. We even back. I think the first real project we probably worked on together was we used to run like a Saturday morning boxing group, mm. and it was like Jace would be like, "Do this." And I'll be like, okay, so now when you're doing this, you need to think about this, 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 and this. Yeah. And it was like, half the room would be like, oh, I want to listen to what Ben has to say. Yeah. And then the other half at the same time were going, shut up. Yeah. And then yeah. Jason would speak and half the room would go, I'm doing that. And the other room would be like, what? Well, we did the, um, the seminars and like when Ben talked about whatever his topic was, it was like, it took ages. And then I'd come in and just be like, so this is how you get this, this is how you get that, this is how you yeah. get that. Yeah. And then, it was like just the dynamic in the room so it's always worked really well yeah. why is that because you like people to understand why they're doing something and you just like to be efficient uh, it's yeah i think it's more like yeah probably just personality yeah, type yeah. we've just Ooh. been like i'm just like how can i use as little 
uh, words yeah. to get across the what I need to get across yeah, that yeah, yeah. person. You're familiar with uh, Mike Isratel's yeah. training landmark, so minimum effective explanation. Yeah, I like to call that. I am a minimum effective explainer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, And Ben's the opposite. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. a couple of boards. Or <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, like, so sometimes I like, Ben and I have a conversation. I'm like, so in as little words as possible, yeah. tell me about this. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and then I'm the opposite. If I talk too much for too long, I just start talking in circles. Yeah, do right. you tell stories like a female? Like if I'm like, hey, what'd you do today? And you're like, probably. well, I pressed the button on the dishwasher, and then it's interesting. Probably it's like the best one is how do you give directions to get somewhere? Like, is it like, yeah. okay, you drive down to Seven Eleven, you turn right, then you get to the roundabout, <laughs> you turn left, right? That's you. Yeah. And the other yours is like, so you drive down this way. On your left, you're gonna see a dog store. Yeah. That one's it. called Pet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has no relevance so to your direction <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. But then once you get to the Seven Eleven, then yeah. you turn right. Like, yeah, why'd you tell yeah. me about the pet store? I don't know. Hang on, what way am I turning again? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, the biggest challenge as being a coach it, for myself has been like that shift to those people that want to know a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so when you get a check in or a, you know, when your client comes in and um, has like a list of questions to yeah. ask you, yeah. I'm like, so they obviously want more than yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Keep doing that. You know what's so tricky? It's just like, Getting I, that somewhere in the middle. Yeah, like it's, it's, I love explaining to people why they need to do things, but then if I write them a novel, I find yeah. people don't read it all. Yeah. But then if I go too far the other way and I'm like, hey, because, you know, sometimes clients go a little over on carbs one day, they can take it out the next. But if I'm to say to someone, don't fuck with your carbs on refeed day this week, full stop, and I don't tell them why it's important not yeah. to take carbs out of refeed days, they're like, oh, I did it last week, I can do yeah. it this week. Yeah. So, Oh, it's tough because I want to tell them everything yeah. because it's important for them to know but then yeah, also you can't write a novel for everyone and they might not read yeah. it all so yeah. you've got to mix paint sometimes yeah and I think like when I came out of uni I don't know about what you guys thought but like you get brought up in that education system where you're the smartest person going around so mm. sounding like a textbook is the ideal thing so when someone asks you a question you're like right oh, I know all the enzymatic processes for all of this, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna let you guys know all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, the flip side of that is like, as you get further in the, into the industry experience life and stuff, it's like, proper knowledge is to be able to like explain complex shit, like very basically. Simply, yeah. Um, so I guess sometimes I might go a little bit too far with that. It's mm -hmm. like, I'll maybe try and explain it even more basic than I need to, just so I'm not sounding yep. like a textbook to everyone. Cause yeah. not a lot of people really like that. Too. Yeah. yeah, so that's it's a, just yeah, that. The coach. Yeah, well that's yeah. it. So mm. now they're training, like we've got coaches and yeah. I've got some people who are really interested in their training. I can shift mm. a little more towards that. Um, but getting the balance right with the gen pop too, cause they um, sure. don't really want to know too much about yep. the physiology behind yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff, I guess. That's so, the biggest yeah. thing too, like when you say like, ask me, do I go on about stories and stuff? It's like now, not so much. Mm. It's like yeah. we've both evolved over eight years of working together that like Jace's in-depth explanations are way deeper than what they used to be. Mm. And I'm probably way more direct than what yeah. I used to be just based on the evolution of what we've been doing. Like yeah. we started off just working in the gym, then it was like bring trainers on, now we're teaching, now online coaching. Mm. Yeah. Online, obviously you have to be probably more direct than what you would be in the gym. You don't have half an hour yeah. worth of rest periods to yep. chat during a session. Yeah. So yeah, you just need to understand who to rescue and who to let sort of do their own thing. Yeah. Because I'm a product yeah. rescuer, which is a problem. Yeah. 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 All right, so maybe we'll look at um, some more nitty gritty stuff. Yeah. Now. Get into some, good. some cool stuff. Um, so I guess what 
if you had to briefly within our next 20 minute window yes um tell us how i guess you start maybe with a gen pop client through to setting up a cold prep client mm -hmm. what do you like your basic foundations for um nutrition for your client well, before that even like what do you guys want to see um out of uh like when people come and consult with you, yeah, mm -hmm. what are the things that you want to see in that person to create certain things? Well, you can talk about comp prep because I yep. didn't do that. But for Gen Pop, I guess we're trying to, when I talk about macros and micros, I'm talk, not talking about macronutrients, micronutrients, but we say this is what the optimal plan wants to look like. I'm going to ask a person, what's your weakest link? Like maybe they're binging all the time, like we spoke about before. Uh, but it could be because their sleep quality is really fucking terrible. Yeah. Their stress is really high. They're training through the roof. So maybe we want to take some of that training out, swap it for meditation, get them to do a massage once a week, something like that. So trying to figure out where the weakest links lie there. Yeah. And instead of treating a symptom, kind of fix the problem first yeah. um, and, and work with them from there. So when we set up a gen pop-up, we talk to them a lot about what their life looks like yeah i guess yeah and start from there and dean i think this is your quote an optimal plan is a shit plan not followed uh, no, a good advice not followed is shit advice there you go. Yeah. i ruined it's it a, it's a lyle <laughs> mcdonald quote yeah, there you um, go. yeah yeah and i think it's unbelievable because yeah. you can give anybody the best thing if they can't follow it's terrible yeah so yeah. so we like to it's kind of a different story with comp because yeah. they've got to do what they got to do yeah, whereas right. lifestyle yeah, yeah. it can be a slower process and yeah. there's more room for error eventually getting to the end point um but you know trying to find a plan that works for the person at the time and then building on it from there yeah so we we have a big learning process so for the first 12 weeks at least we have mandatory learning exercises nice. where they need to figure out some reliable resources to get their food information from yep, yep. learning how to use a food diary accurately learning what to do if they stuff up here or there which happens because yep. we're all human yeah yeah um you know maybe getting a good supplement program together if it's right for them yep. so yeah there's all learning how to fit in alcohol stuff like that yep, so yep. yeah we, we really put a big emphasis on individualization because with nutrition that's huge uh and nutrition within your lifestyle so how does it work for you um, and, and how can we put these into manageable bite-sized pieces? Yeah. yeah. And comp yeah, prep is a different story. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'd say the general poppers for us generally have a, a bigger focus on bigger picture education. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Even just simple things like how to find the right information. So the goal of all of our gen pop, as far as I understand from being an outsider looking in, is to always make them to be able to self-manage their own diets at some point in time. You did yeah. gen pop at the I have done and I still yeah. do a couple occasionally depending on who they are. So yeah, I don't want to have to write a diet for you in six to eight weeks. Like yeah. if I have yeah. to do yeah. that still, there's a big problem. Yeah. Um, because then you're reliant on me to achieve a particular goal as opposed to relying on my information to teach you how to do this sustainably yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the difference with the comp preppers is, uh, and I've actually probably found this over time, I've had to become more rigid in my approach to both food types, food timing, um, and all the rest of it, mm. as opposed to being less rigid, uh, because one huge misconception that people come to us thinking that we're just pro-flexible dieting, that's the only way that you should ever do it, is they think flexibility also means you should never be hungry, you should never be tired, There's you should no always recover. Yeah. That it's super <laughs> easy, right? prep, yeah. prep is easy, blah, blah, yeah, blah. And, yeah. And what I've found over time is that as I start to allow a little bit more rope out for them to have some reins, they abuse the shit out of it, and yeah. then their results go south. So uh, mm. I'm far more rigid and probably less educating on uh, 
the bigger picture stuff for comp yeah. preppers than what we are and more educational on the specifics like why would we particularly have high days and low days why would i not go for a high fat diet on a on a surplus day you know why am i allocating this style of training for this particular phase yeah. so it's the it's the nitty-gritty cool shit the stuff that i like so how much yeah. rope in a comp prep do you give someone like are you a it's you know, changed it's a pen, 30 a.m no know, i'm not i'm not like your, no, no, no. you know like is it, is it a feeding at regular times or are you trying to you know yep. get everything in a day kind of thing or like yeah I'm, I'm curious to know so it always starts big picture and drives in so it's like this is your daily allocation of food eat it yeah right. yeah nail that yeah, yeah just yeah. do that for me and we're good yeah. um is that similar to your gen pop as well I hardly ever give food timing for yeah. people who are on lower cows. If they feel like they're not fueled for their workouts or put their carbs around their workouts, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, do what works for you. Like yeah. do intermittent awesome. fasting, do yeah, macros, yeah. like whatever you want. Yeah, yeah so. whereas I'm less inclined to say, yes, fasting's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah because I, I, for my guys, again, for the purpose of, at Comprep for me, one thing that I look for in the interim when people come on that onboarding process is detail, attention to detail. I know if I get an X amount of detail from a particular person, they'll be a good client. Yeah. Likewise in their feedback. The clients that never give me detailed feedback always, always perform Do you ever get those guys who give you yes or no answers to your questions? Um, Is that frustrating? Yeah. So because we, we use... I, yeah, cause, I know. Because yeah. we use Google Drive, right? And for people that aren't familiar with Google Drive, it's essentially like Dropbox, but it's live, right? You type in, it saves, and then yeah. I get to look at it. And we used to have our form that they'd fill it out, and then I'd basically just go through and read it, leave it, do all my feedback and then they'd go back in the next week and just edit the bits that they needed to fix. Yeah. We found everybody just started putting less and less and less and less information in. Yeah. So now we delete everything and yeah. force them to go from question Start one to again. two to three to four to five. Yeah. 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 And again, the people that sit there and even the people that accumulate data across the week in the notes page for us, yeah. when I get there and I see this, most people are like, fuck, that's a lot of feedback. I'm yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I do have I know, some you know? clients apologize to me for the amount of information they give me. I'm like, do not apologize. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so the more better. I know about your life, the yeah. more I can help you. Because I have those clients that give me the yes and no answers and there's space down the bottom for extra notes. Like, yeah. mm. we've asked about particular things, but you know, we can't ask every question yeah. in that one form. Um, and I've got some clients that always leave that blank. I was like, I can only do so much with yeses yeah. and nos. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, literally become yeah. a, a bit of an accountant to those people. Yeah. Like you just change numbers based on you know objective variables that we've measured for, throughout the week. Yeah. For the people that provide us all the other information, now I'm like, okay, maybe you can fast on a low calorie day because you're finding that very difficult as a comp prepper and you're hungry. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm definitely more rigid. I'm probably to the point where my, uh, my favorite approach for a comp prepper who at least I know can count accurately and has some sense of control um, is to have a low calorie based day completely rigid so breakfast through yeah. dinner yeah. rigid as and then if they have allocated refeed days eat those on the fly and count them how you like because i see them as both a physiological and a psychological so, shall we expand so, on what dean means by eating on the fly or is that pretty clear oh, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah so like instead of so instead of setting up a diet for the week and then they go and they figure out how much chicken and meat and carbs and everything else they need to to create that diet for that set amount of protein carbs fats and fiber on the refeed day, it's just basically you wake up and you decide what do I want to eat for breakfast. I feel like pancakes, cool. Yeah. Then they weigh out and measure and they eat the pancakes. They track it on my fitness pal with the appropriate information. Uh, we teach them where to get that from. It's and not then, the search function of yeah, my fitness it's not the pal. Like, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, now I feel like bagels and jams. So then they, they track that. So they can, and then if they have another refeed day the next day, they might be like, I feel like white rice and chicken. Yeah. But I like that approach because it, it allows them to have a break from yeah. eating the same food, yeah. but it also minimizes the error. Yeah. Because I don't want the deficit days to ever be erroneous. 
because they're super important to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But on the refeed day, even if they're out by a small percentage, because I'm allocating a surplus for that day for a particular reason, and we can touch on why we may do those if you'd like, um, then the error margin goes up. Yeah. You know, or, you know, they've, they've got a large error margin. Yeah, so if they're eating 200 extra calories on a 4,000 calorie day, that's not as much as they're eating yeah. 200 extra calories yeah. on a 1,500 calorie day. But even though eating on the fly means eating what you feel like at the time, there's still some rules around that. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping yeah. in mind that, of yeah, like let's say if someone has 50 grams of fat, but 500 grams of carbs, there's not a lot of carbs. We well, yeah, you have to choose your carb sources that don't also have fat. Correct. So maybe yeah. oats yeah. is a bad choice, yeah. but yeah. white bread is better. Yeah, so even though you eat on the fly, you still have to keep your macros in mind still, so you yes. don't get to lunch and be like, fuck, I've got minus five grams of fats yeah. for dinner. I don't, I don't allow, um, oh, I shouldn't say don't allow, there's some, some little bit of wiggle room. Uh, on refeed days, I essentially have zero wiggle room with macronutrients. Protein, carbs, fats has, have to be eaten as is because yeah. refeeds for me is about optimization, not about your life. So they have to hit that as is. Um, on the other days, if they go over five to 10 grams of one and flip it on the other one, I don't mind. Um, the other approach I'll have with some comp preps is essentially 80% diet written for the entire week. So literally the whole way through refeeds and everything, the 80% of it is exactly the same. And then that 20% usually dinner time when you can actually sit down, decide what you want. Mm. Again, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, I've really been hanging for a piece of fish tonight or a steak or whatever it may be. I don't they, think anyone's ever been really hanging swap. for a piece of fish. Uh, Do you? Get, get to a couple of weeks out, you'll hang for a lick of a stand. Raw beans taste sweet. Yeah. 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 Dude, I, I remember having Walden's Farm maple in my first conference, but I legit thought it was as good as real maple. You and, know, then, and then I stopped right and I had it and I was like, oh my God, this sucks. Yeah. 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 Like, I thought I could have drank that with a straw. Yeah. Dean eats the weirdest things when he's compreping. Yeah, you do get really yeah. weird uh, cravings. I swear. Your, like palate, just, your palate just turns Every, every man yeah. becomes pregnant during yeah. comp prep. Yeah. Yeah. I just weird. wanted salmon the whole time for the photo shoot comp. Oh really? Did you? I've never yeah. craved salmon in my life. I made this um, cheesecake thing like out of like all these, you know, um, gelatin and, and all this yeah, stuff yeah. and I was like oh this is so good and then yeah like um, yeah, reflection back on it once I ate a normal diet I was like this fucking That's tastes crap. like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 it's amazing I, I can't stand kangaroo now oh not yeah, now I shouldn't yeah. say now in the off season let's call yeah. it yeah. Um, and I think it's just because you're so well fed like really intense yeah. flavours yeah. are too much yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas during prep I was eating packets of sausages do you know the problem we at the time lived in a one bedroom apartment in yeah. Sydney and the kitchen was like a stone throw away from the bedroom. So he'd be up at like some stupid hour of the morning cooking his kangaroo sausages for breakfast. Mm. And I'd wake up to the sweet, sweet smell of kangaroo meat. It was I would cook hot. my lunch fresh every day. Rough. I don't know why yeah. I did it, but I cooked lunch fresh every day when I did like my last prep. Yeah. Yeah. This prep I've gone a bit more rigid in just I set up meals for the, for the day and I'll have breakfast fairly similar. And then my dinner is really the major change. But yeah. Um, but your lifestyle is different. Actually, now. yeah, it is different. And yeah. one other thing I've become really adamant about with preppers is to make the prep less about food and more about performance. Yes. And what I mean by that is you, you traditionally, again, flexible dieting and, and the, the problem that people start to do is they just try to, again, take more rope. They start yeah. eating a lot of sugar-free shit that just fucks their guts up. And mm. then they'll try and do this and that and they'll make wacky cheesecakes and all the rest of it. Yeah. It becomes, oh, the diet, it becomes about the food yeah. and they yeah. forget about the bigger picture of even just like smiling at your partner. You know, yeah. something yeah. super simple. Mm. Um, so yeah. like, uh, I'm really big on just saying, don't care about food, don't care about food. So like the majority of my meals, even like we prepped food before I came here, is just literally chicken and potato. I think with, for, a, with a bit of salsa, like it's real simple, it's easy, yeah. it's still tasty. Yeah. And I just don't have to waste so much time and energy on food. For the sake of our relationship, it's, mm. it's good. Because at his last prep was a real strain on our relationship because it was, um, 
He was looking... It was three months in. Oh, oh, my God. He was just looking at photos of, like, big guys in sparkly yeah. undies all the time. And when he wasn't looking at bodybuilders, he was talking about food. And when he wasn't talking about food, he was like, yeah. can you smell yeah. that food? I'm yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Oh, like, make... talk <laughs> about food. Like... How to make, like, protein desserts. And... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was good, though, too, though, because, it, I mean, the reason why I prepped initially was to try and launch the concept of... I, at one stage, I was the guy that was sitting around on forums, like, jamming people, right? Like... Ah, that's wrong. Yeah. Ah, that's wrong. And then I eventually learned, no, no, don't say they're wrong. Ask them why they do it. And then yeah. basically let them fall over their own feet because they're not going to be able to answer you. So I learned how to also debate a little bit better online. And use yeah. scientific yeah. language. That's yeah. unlikely yeah. to be yeah. correct. But, We've been banned from many Facebook. <laughs> yes. But um, in the early years. I was also the guy that like, yeah, man, you have all this information, but you've never done it. So whatever, dude. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do a prep and I'm going to do it flexible as fuck and I'm going to prove a point. Yeah. And I got pretty diced for a first prep and never having done it before. Yeah. Never having done it before. And, um, and then it was kind of like, people went, oh, interesting. Yeah. And now I'm actually probably far more rigid than what I was then. I'll, I'll probably yeah. achieve the exact same result, yeah. if not, I'll probably better. But um, yeah, flexible dieting has, has cost people, I think, in the beginning when they get, uh, actually, there's a really good one. Denver Stain is a guy on the Gold yeah. Coast. Yeah. He has like a little schematic. I'll butcher it a bit too, but it's the same, like the, the life cycle of a flexible dieter is like eat bro food, quote unquote. Figure out you can have some chocolate, have a little bit at night time, make your entire diet about chocolate, yeah, yeah, then have yeah. a little bit of bro food plus a bit yes. of chocolate, and then by the time you get to stage five, you're back to bro food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much like you realize, like, but ah, for like, a very you know different what. reason, yeah, yeah. Yes, which exactly. is important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've actually got, um, I think, a blog on it. When I first made the switch from like, mm. bro foods oh, to yeah. if it fits your macros, it was like, how much shit can I yeah. eat in a day and still hit my macros? Yeah. And then and I was, was like, the opposite. Like, I think even in the actual blog, I'm like, can you see the steam coming out of my ears? Yeah. I didn't actually remember saying that. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, I track my food that way. But like, you know I don't what? Eat shit. I yeah. just Flexible food. dieters, are, some of them definitely deserve the name, but my salad isn't exciting. I'm not going to be like, hey, look at my steamed broccoli Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel yes. like it's almost a cultural pushback to yeah. all like the clean eating BS out yeah. there, right? Like, so it's exciting to be like, hey, look, like, I'm whatever percent body fat and I get to eat chocolate yeah. every night yeah. and you're going to put up those photos over your steamed broccoli photos. Yeah, so I guess because everyone's seeing 10 Tim Tam photos to one broccoli photo, they're going to assume that's what your diet that's is you full do. of. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, sorry to cut you off. No. Wearing, it seems, I, I just think sometimes it seems like, you know, putting burgers and chocolate and all that shit on your Instagram these days and saying you like that in dead lips, like mm -hmm. for example, is like yeah. a badge of honor yeah. now where it's probably not sending the right message to someone who's got problems with it's food. It's the new like, 100%. Who has yeah. like composition issues. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you think, think about your gen pop pine. It's yep. like, oh, yeah. I can I can eat that yeah. like all the time and yeah. do dead lips. It's like, well, Maybe if you switch the ratio, it's like, this is actually what the composition of my diet looks like, mm -hmm. and I still have a bit of this as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There's actually, not naming names, it's someone who used to be on our team that takes photos of their partner's food, yeah. puts it up online as if he has eaten it, because he thinks it's cool for wow. people to think. Legit. And he'll yeah. eat like, like a quarter of it. I'm actually the complete other way now. Yeah. Like, I, None of my social I try media not to. Stuff. I also like, yeah, say I'm yeah, yeah, I won't take into anywhere yeah. at the moment. I just think like. Yeah. Well, definitely the principles of flexible dieting is 
very sound, but we're kind of steering away from yep. the word as well. Yeah. And I think that's why there's IIFYM, flexible dieting, same shit, like wrapped yeah. in a different bow. Yeah. But yeah. they're both getting a bad rap, which is why we're yeah. still a scientific diet. Like, yeah. it's, you know, like it's fucking common sense. It's, it's, it's common sense diet. Like, you yeah. need protein, you need carbs, you need fats, you need you know, fiber, to be in a calorie antioxidants, etc., yeah. whatever, all that stuff. And it's like, so if you do all that and you meet all these, then you got a little bit left over, or if you feel like it, you can mm. have this too. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that is, you know, it. You've got your bucket, which is your energy intake, and you've got all the things you mix yep. in there. Yeah. It's like you just pour a little bit Absolutely. of something else in there. And yep. It's like it's that. It, it is really that simple. It's yep. like people are trying to just argue that their method's better when yeah. if you look at it all the same. Yeah. It's yeah. like a oh. calorie. Yeah. The calorie intake. I reckon we can yeah. thank capitalism for a lot of that because. You can only sell that to so many people. Like yeah, once, yeah. once well, someone, that's the thing too. yeah, Ray, like once Ray someone's learned, no, no. But, but like sexy aside, once someone has learned what to do, they don't need to pay anyone else for the rest of their life. Like mm. they know what to do. They understand yeah. the numbers. They understand yeah. how to eat. They don't need diet pills. They don't need like Tony yeah. whatever shakes and yeah. you know. So it's companies that try and make it complicated. You need me. You need my product yes. to yeah. get this yeah. result. Yeah. Like. You are reliant on me and my product. Yeah. Like fucking, can I say isogenics? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, you know? totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And even um, I was reading from, um, I think it was Alan Aragon posted like where I even fits macros kind of came from. Yeah, it was like from back in the forum. Days. Yeah, forum. Yeah, yeah. Like, a banana. Yeah, it was like, it was. can I have this? And then it just became, they got sick of writing if it fits your macros, so they shortened it, I and then it yeah. just became, and it's then it's like that's a thing now. Yeah, and even. It's funny, like you look at his stuff, and he's like, "I never said go and eat no. like burgers all day." No, yeah. I just said like, "Yes, you can have banana instead of broccoli." Like, Doesn't yeah. this sound a bit like religion? Yeah, <laughs> like people twist so, some words. Yeah, like, no, it's just, it comes old news, like when yeah. you talk about it so much. Yeah. Which um, oh, we don't have enough time, but I was going to talk about training and the performance part of yes, it, which is like, yeah. So with the with with thinking about the focus of training, it's like, you know, sometimes like talking about food just becomes like people get too caught up in it mm. and they like they think about food as just this vessel of their body composition and it's like well have a think about how we can use nutrition and your lifestyle to maximize the time spent in the gym mm -hmm. and think about that because people are like well if i eat this after six o'clock i'm going to get fat or yeah. if i have this i'm going to this is how you know i'm going to get this result or whatever mm. and i'm like well how about think about it like i'm going to put you know, I'm, I did 10 reps last week, my top set, I'm gonna do 11. Yep. Or I did 100 kilos, I'm gonna do 105. Like, mm -hmm. it's like if we, if we shift the focus to maximizing time in the gym, for those that are in the gym, yeah. um, it's like that Which is seems, everyone that matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Right? I think, like, those are more, that is a better focus, that is a better mindset, in my opinion. It's like you have your paradigm of nutrition that you wanna yeah. adhere to, and everyone, you know, has the, there's the benefits of eating proteins, benefits yep. of eating fats and all that, but it's like, so you can get this performance in yep. the gym, yeah. which is going to be... But then even as a size, like, how's about you eat to be fucking healthy? Yeah, yeah. oh my God, like, totally. Like, yeah. the best ones is post-prep. Post yeah. Like, they're like, oh man, I, I really want to try and like, do all this, and I want to do that. I'm like, I'm not restricting you further because I want you to still be lean. I'm restricting you because I don't want you to turn into a bag of shit. Yeah. yeah. And mm. if you turn into a bag of shit, there's going to be so massive tough. issues with both mm -hmm. physical and psychological. And then we're going to have to fix that for a few months. Yeah. And then you're finally going to get back to square one. And then maybe in six months time, we might be able to start again. Yeah. Or you could just like say, you know what? I've just put myself through an extremely stressful time. 
how do I maximize both my performance coming out of it and how do I also maximize my health? Because health yeah. is kind of important if you yeah. want to be good at performance. Yeah, totally. It's also kind of important if you want to be able to manipulate your body composition. Totally interrelated. But I think where people go wrong a lot of the time is they think health is here, like uh, quality of food equals health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas being in a calorie deficit equals less body fat, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also mix good quality food with being in a calorie deficit and mm. support having a good body composition and health at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. But, but isn't it tough when people get off stage and they know they don't have four weeks, three weeks, two weeks before they're judged by a panel of professionals? Yeah. And on, they, what, on what is shit, not on what's good. That's what I mean. This, I know yeah. this is a sidetrack, but fight, it's got to be one of the worst things you can possibly do. Yeah. You're literally standing on stage to be told what you're shit at. It's not good. They don't go, well, you have really good yeah. pecs. They go, well, you got shit calves. Isn't it great? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like, what about the other 55 things that are fantastic? And everyone in the audience becomes a judge. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that just the yeah, best? I stopped doing that once. I, like, I only competed once and mm. I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah. And like, ever since then, I'm like, I just sit there and I'm like, fuck, they're all massive. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, just yeah, no, yeah. I just have no, yeah, yeah, no interest. Just, no, it's more like, it's, I know what it's like to stand up there. So, like, when you have, like, you look at a hundred other people going, oh, he's not lean enough. Oh, no. right, yeah. I'm just like, now, now, well, now I just sit there and I'm like, fuck, these guys are all huge. Like, all yeah. girls, like, you yeah. know, because I'm just like, so. And now that you know, like, yeah. I don't know if you've done that, but I can, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, sure. I try to be far more, like, yeah, supportive of what they've achieved as opposed to what they've lacked. Although I don't know if we entirely support the transformation category that's come out. Well, it's, 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 I, I, I support, no, we, su we yeah, support that, obviously, the, the epicness of being able to do so. Then yeah. there's the whole, like... It's not you, bodybuilding anymore. Yeah. It's no. now a transformation competition, not a body... I, like... I think people deserve some congratulations for their huge transformations, and I think that's great. But I'm wondering if there needs to be a separate federation for that, like a well, separate yeah. competition. What is it specifically? The now there's federations that are starting to introduce transformation divisions. Or right, like okay. so postnatal like federations and, and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, but you get on stage yeah. and you still do a bit of a pose and all the rest of it. Yeah. It's fairly yeah. new. It's just I mean, not bodybuilding. It's really there to that's make all. money, which is fine. Yeah. There's, there's a category for it, so I think you can't really Which is why they the put the bikini girls on first, so everyone comes to watch them and yeah. then... Yeah. 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 Yeah, but anyways, what I was saying was people have four weeks, three weeks, two weeks. They're really strict on their diet because they know they have an end result in mind. It's going to be humiliating if they're not X. Yeah. Once they get off stage, they can now cover up and then it becomes really difficult to adhere to your plan because you're super fucking hungry, yeah. you're tired, yeah, you're, so, you know. And you have nothing else to really hold you yeah. to yeah. diet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except the bit if you get them to focus on health. And that's why yeah. I said it before because it is... It's so easy for people just to derail themselves completely just because there is no goal, there's no accountability anymore. And like, don't get me wrong, it's super hard. Like, food tastes amazing at that stage. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but I think, I think if you can really step back, be a little bit more objective and say, oh, I want to be healthy, most people can get a fairly good control on it. Mm. Um, and then there's a point where you basically will have to decide whether or not you keep going well or you'll just derail. So, so are you guys... Jinx. Uh, <laughs> so are you guys planting that seed um, like from months? right from the beginning? Yeah, because they have to stay on for four weeks post comp. Yeah, it's uh, mandatory yeah, we, they stay on. I do the same. Like, yeah. yes. you, your show's in 16 weeks, you're, you're staying you're on for 20. Because you know? yeah. otherwise they're in the deep end, they don't know how to swim. Yeah, like, and who are they going to kind of throw the blame on afterwards. <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's also, a, also yeah. a fantastic thing about Google Drive is it saves everything they write. Yeah, cool. So when they write yeah. on there, oh yeah man, I ate like a bag of dicks this week. You're like, okay, 
this is what we're going to do to fix it. And then after like six weeks later, they're like, oh, you fucked me up, man. Did you know there's actually like, a company? Well, actually, look at all this feedback of you not following the program. Yeah. 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 Oh, and also in our sheets where we keep data on clients, um, we also write of notes course, on yeah. them, like how compliant they are. So we can look back and see red boxes, green boxes. Yeah. How much red is there? Cool. But we set that up for sure. There's at least yeah. a four-week mandatory phase post to at least get them on the right track. Yeah. Uh, I found most people, I've probably only had a couple that have, have killed it, at like, as in like they've, they've stopped coaching at four weeks. Yeah. Most of them, it's at least the four weeks. Then maybe it's like a monthly check-in then for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll stay on for like another two to three months to get out, feel great. Yeah. Get another program in, which is usually at least six to eight weeks. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now you either need to learn for yourself or we're re-going for something else like a, a powerlifting comp. Yeah. 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 Kind of, I feel like that a lot of that starts before the prep though. Like, and, and you yeah. guys mentioned it starts about education on the way in the door setting up so expectations when you get to whether it be the comp or the photo shoot or whatever it is that you already know that to come out of that is going to be just difficult to get in there. absolutely and it's sometimes harder for some people yeah i think it yeah. is i actually think it is harder the post phase but i think that's one of the beauties of also allowing either the 80 20 approach that i said before or yeah. the the four to five day rigid the three days of freedom is that when you even get out of comp prep, you still don't actually have food cravings. Maybe a couple. Yep. Like maybe you have a bit of pizza because you couldn't hit as many fats on high carb days, so you didn't have pizza for a month or two. But yeah. I have found most people, and myself included, didn't really have a food specific craving, more just a food volume craving. Yeah, right? amount, so, was so it was just all yeah. I wanted to do when I finished my first prep was just not put something on the scale for a few days. Because that was to me the most mentally draining. draining. Yeah. yeah. So I get it, and and once you go through the education process that we offer and everything else, there's positives and negatives to it. The positive is is that you learn what's in food. The negative is, is you learn what's in food. Yeah. Right. Because I I think don't ever since that. I counted food and decided to understand what was in it, I don't think I've eaten a kebab. Yeah. Mm. Like I actually used to eat them semi regularly. I was like they're pretty delicious, but now I'm just like ah. It's not I'm not willing sacrifice. to give up the rest of my day for that. No, yeah. no way. So yeah. that's so, that is valuable. Yeah. Like we have to feed to survive. Yeah. Right. So it's it's amazing how it's not really taken that seriously anywhere. Mm. It's like you need food to service all of this stuff that our body does, um, but no one gets access to the information unless yeah. we endeavour to yeah. deliver it. You know what I think is what you were saying earlier about yeah. like, A we mentioned it's like a religion and B it's like the, the that you can't sell that. You can't Ooh. sell that as a product. Like yeah. everybody kind of knows eat well but then it's like saturated with like um and i love your rants on keto and stuff mm. it's like well to be healthy it must be keto and then there's someone over here like it must be this and, Paleo, it must be this. Yeah. and it's like no one actually kind of understands just what, food what you actually need to be eating yeah. and what like what's in your food yeah mm. like thankfully now maybe over the last five to ten years at least macros have kind of become normal whereas mm -hmm. before that like we said it's like bro foods just yeah. chicken and broccoli you get shredded yeah now at least we have the idea of like okay eat calories protein carbs, mm -hmm. fats at this level fiber as well takes care of a lot of it mm -hmm. like if you're hitting your fiber from natural sources you're probably doing you okay. enough, yeah, um, the total sum of your day equals yeah yeah, yeah. it's from a from a micronutrient standpoint but there's not enough out there because it's when it is out there it tends to be crap it's mm -hmm. like drink this juice that's going to detox you oh and like stuff like that it's like tell us what's actually in it and what's it actually mm -hmm. going to do so yeah. then people can actually learn about this shit yeah yeah it's yeah, just yeah. that it's sure. why places like isogenics places things like isogenics are successful because it sets up a severe caloric restriction with a given drink yeah the drink is then sold as the creator of success yeah, exactly. mm. right yeah. 
So then you do very well, and then you go back to normal eating. You get fat again, and then what's the answer to you? Like, actually, you know what? I did this drink thing last time that made me lose weight. So then they go back, they do it again, and it creates this concept of you know the drink being the success. The guy was because we're not from Melbourne. We're down here in Melbourne now, staying with his friend um, who does was the man shake. Is yeah, what it's called? Oh, yeah. Adam marketed. I tried. It. Oh, I had a consultation with someone. I was like, God love it's him. It's rubbish. He's a, he's a great guy, but what he does, he does that cycle. He does the man shake. He drops yeah. know, ten kilos or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes back to normal eating. He puts it on again. Oh, I've got to go back to the man shake. But every time he does it, he loses some LBM. Yeah. He, you know, he creates more of a dependency. Yeah, exactly. And so he's just going back and forth. And it was yeah. so funny because before we came here, Dean was prepping his food in the kitchen and he's sitting there with his wide lats and his little waist and his mate sitting there with his little shoulders and his wide waist eating twisties while he's making a toasty. And it just made me think like some balance would be great for you. Like you don't have to be only on the man shake and that's all you eat. And then when you're off the man shake, you eat toasties and twisties. Like what about shifting some of those habits over when you're, you've lost the weight and you want to maintain that. Yeah. And even like we have these discussions where it's like you listen to the business podcast or the, the fitness guru sales type thing. It's like sell things as 12 week programs. Yeah. It does exactly the same thing as a shake diet. It's like you buy the program, you get results, you stop the program. Yep. Well, that program got me results, so I'm going to go back on that because I'm yep. fat yep. again. This cycle keeps happening. It's like for us, it's like, well, how do we try and get across in 30 seconds on Instagram yep. that that shit? <laughs> yep. and that 15 you actually, seconds. You need yeah. a longer term plan than that and that still be sexy enough that people want to get involved. For sure. I'll give you a 15 second one, and it comes from Luke Lehman from Muscle Nerds. Show me the after after pick. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's it. That's yeah. right. That's all you need to know. Like if that one's yeah. not successful, you had a shit protocol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. exactly right. So, yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't support eight week challenges, ten week challenges, anything like that. But we get asked by gyms all the time. We've had plenty of dietitians, nutritionists in here facilitate the diet in our challenges. Yeah. But we like your uh, method, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Can you come in? So we've spoken to some gyms and helped them facilitate their programs. But instead of the best before and after picture, it's more like let's create change within these 10 weeks. Yeah. And we encourage everyone to continue what they've learned yeah. after that. And the, the, most, the yeah. most interesting thing is to, to like obviously Good Life runs a 12 week challenge twice a year. Yeah. I think we're up to like 12 in a row. We've Ooh. had one of our team members in, one one in a club somewhere. Cool. Yeah, right. And it's like we don't do anything different. Yeah. Yeah. It's still the same, yeah, like, you just set up good habits, well. eat well, train well, sleep well, all the and same And continue that on the 13th yeah, so once, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's we still have right. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, that after after, yeah. probably 90% of them still look really good in the after after. Yeah, man, I remember reading a stat years ago and it was the success rate after five years of obese people that had lost weight. Yeah, isn't mm. it like 3% or something? Five. Yeah. That's yeah, five. And most of them were fatter, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So like the rule, the, the basically the answer was like, if you don't want to be fat, don't ever diet. Yeah. Well, the, don't get fat in the first place. Was well, of the course, message. yeah. Because yeah. the dieting aspect that people introduce into people's lives is just unmaintainable and so terrible, right? Yeah, make diet so, changes. Don't yeah. go on a diet. But like, we don't we don't do challenge. We have a twelve week minimum within our coaching plan because yeah. we require at least twelve weeks to teach you the basics. Yeah, well, it's that's the only reason why. Yeah. All those it's no, it's not a challenge. It's yeah. a behavior. It's yeah. absolutely a behavior yeah. implementation. Agreed. So. Agreed. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, about, from a value standpoint, like talking to the potential coaches and stuff like that, it's like. They get so much value in the first one to four weeks. Oh yeah. That as a coach, it's like you need that time with me, just so you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got even, time. yeah. Even yeah. you talk about like our onboarding process for 
Comp prep might be different in that uh, they may have come to us at 20 weeks out and they need to start straight away. Yeah. Uh, I, I traditionally like to get people on even before that phase because I like to have a run-in phase so I can start to learn about them See before I give them, yeah. you know, uh, and at least a training phase of some description. But we do generally set up, this can vary between coaches because all of our coaches have the, the right to be individuals as coaches. They don't run to specific methods. We use all, we use all the same uh, like data collection and all the rest of it, but how you diet someone is really up to yeah. you. Um, but I like to always set up at least two weeks of what I would say foundation phase. Yeah. And that is like give them as maximum calories I think they can tolerate and let's just see what happens. Yeah. But in that phase, it has to be 100% rigidity. Yes. Because yeah. from, you know, like even from a Damon aspect is that I need everything to be like this so that when I see this or this with weight or this with weight, I'm like, okay, it's probably from these reasons. Yeah. Not because you did this, 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 and this, and now I have no idea. So, yeah. so I like a foundational run-in with rigidity just to get some information. Putting off someone on TDD, TDEE for a couple of weeks can tell you a lot about their body as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did yeah. they lose weight? Did they gain weight yeah. while they're eating that? And at the very minimum, can they even comply to not being in a deficit? Because yeah, yeah. if they can't comply to not being hungry, and we don't write a diet and say, I don't care if you don't like the foods. We have something called the food preference list, all the meats, cross out the ones yeah. you don't like. Yeah, awesome. Tell me what you have to have each day if it has to be yeah. two lattes. It's all in there, so we know you like your diet. <laughs> yeah. If you can't comply to that, there's some bigger issues we need to yep. address first. Yeah. So those first couple weeks are really telling for yeah. us. Yeah, I find that that initial phase can be anywhere as like, like in terms of just getting that rigidity, yep. can be from seven days to six months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Some people, yeah. Yeah, I get that question. Like, when are we going to start dieting? It's like, when, when are you, you going to fucking do the work, mate? Yeah, when you eat that calories. <laughs> yeah. When it you eat that calories for three weeks, yeah. then I can actually start dropping some stuff from there. It's like, mm. oh. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, I've been fat for 30 years. Can I lose all of this in three weeks? You're like, <laughs> yeah, give yeah. me 15 years. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know? Yeah. Maybe not 15, but you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's taken that long to get there. Yeah, it's not going to be reversible in your 12 weeks. Mm. So, it's like, there's yeah. a lot of things going on there. Yeah. Um, so and I think another massive misconception for people that are listening to this that are coming from a weight loss journey is that whatever it takes caloric wise to get you to a certain goal weight is more than likely what you're going to have to now consume for an extended period of time to maintain said goal weight yeah. if there's this i don't know where it even came from i I'll die i get lean and then i go back and all of a sudden i magically just remain this person that i created yeah right so yeah. like they need to really understand that like this just isn't gonna be easy for a very long period of time yeah. and and it sucks but i'm i'm more of a set people up with a realistic approach and i say to people like if they were coming on from a gem pop like if you need to lose 10 kilos Man, honestly, you probably won't feel normal for the next six to twelve months. Yeah, like, yeah. You gotta earn that, earn that body. Make like, a new normal. Time to, yeah, yeah. Like, and you just need to really ask yourself: Is this what you're prepared to do? Yeah. And if they say no, it's like, okay, well, what have you done for the last twenty years? Did any of yeah. those work? No. Well, if you don't start now, when are you gonna start? Like, yeah. what's the time frame between this? Dieting isn't different to fitness or education. Like, you are what you do repeatedly. Exactly. So, if we eat a salad once, are we healthy? No. Do if we go for a jog once, are we fit? No. We need to do that over time. If I stop studying, if I stop eating the if i eat more calories than what i am now if i stop training i'm gonna lose my muscle i'm gonna gain fat i'm you know going to have less knowledge forget what i've learned before so why is it different when we start a diet how can we magically stop like mm. you said and then remain the same person yeah we are what we do repeatedly we have to keep repeating those habits exactly. yeah cool so one question i do have um just because you guys sound like it's it's almost really systemize the way you guys approach things based on the individual, but there's still a system around it. Absolutely, yeah. So something we've been playing with of late is like, um, in both scenarios, from whether it be gen pop or that post comp coming back out, the reverse dieting yes. approach, like I would assume, just from the data that we see, 
I think I've had four clients in eight years that have come to me consistently overeating. Most of them undereat and then consistently what? Overeating. So right, most okay. of them will undereat for a period of time and then binge at some point. During the reverse phase? Just in general. Okay, yeah. So right, they're, they're right. coming to me for, a, for usually a jet gotcha. pop for a change and it's like, okay, so here's your recommended TDE. Yep. What's your strategy in terms of do you jack them straight up there? Because uh, you're saying you want that like couple mm. of weeks of, of adherence first. Are we going straight there? Are you doing it in segments? Are you yep. how do you approach that? Well, well I'd, you, just, I'd say first and foremost, the people that generally say they're under eating, even though their recall is under eating, we know for certain that human recall of diet specifically is extremely inaccurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the likelihood is that if you're over fat or overweight and you believe you're eating 1200 calories, you're lying one way or another. Yeah. Um, and that's a harsh reality for people to get. But every time I think somebody has stepped outside the bell curve, and are creating some special scenario that I've never seen before. Yeah. Eventually, they admit to shit that I'm like, oh, of course they were. There's yeah, also so two I, types I of lies. On there like are, a, yeah. a seven-day scale, like mm. they're definitely over-consuming in calories, mm. but like ninety percent of that overshoot is on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah right. Mm. Yeah, and a, a complete misunderstanding of what that even means in Correct. regards to the caloric value. So. Yeah, so it's like, do you would? So what I've kind of found, and this is just from anecdotally is like most people if they're not training and they're doing that kind of practice it's like 1200 calories during the week yep. and then maybe 25 3000 on the weekends yep. usually i can take them straight to maintenance add training and they lose body fat yep. in most cases yep. um have you guys found the same or do you have a strategy around doing that and then what's the difference for your cold prep guys coming yep. out the other end how slow do you if go? someone's gone through a comp prep and they're eating more calories than they're telling us it's because they're either unconsciously incompetent mm. yeah. uh, or they're consciously incompetent yeah. so if someone's saying i don't know why i've put on weight i've been eating the same calories as i was at x weight it could be that they don't realize that they're yeah. overeating because the way that they're tracking might not be accurate yeah. tracking their macros but if they've gone through a comp prep with one of our comp prep coaches they know how to track yeah so yeah. it's likely that they're consciously incompetent consciously yeah. incompetent yeah. yeah yeah that's true that's a very good um yeah the... understanding of where people make error because some people don't know they're making error despite the fact making large ones yeah. other people choose to admit them consciously like we're yeah. saying and just become incompetent but they just plan that they did so that. how yeah. fast are you planning so, on reversing that I would say it will vary between the person primarily from a psychological aspect. For reverse dieting, um, I'm fully aware that the research suggests that you should go back to maintenance calories as soon as possible. Um, I'm fully aware that that's the case, um, but I wouldn't say that I necessarily do it completely with most comp prep athletes, um, purely because of a couple of reasons. Um, I allow for at least a 10 to 10 to 15% reduction in potential metabolic performance. Yeah. So like if they're 80 kilos eating 2,500 calories and I know that even though they're 80 kilos, they should be eating roughly 3,000, I'll put them back to a, like what their perceived maintenance is minus 10 to 15%. Yeah, yeah. I'll have them sit on that for two weeks, see what happens. And then I'll generally then just jack them straight to maintenance yeah. depending on the person. But the other thing is that that 10 to 15% also allows me the opportunity for them to make mistakes, which I'm allowing them to do because yeah. I know they will, even yeah. though they may not say that they do. Yeah. Um, so a perfect example of this, a client had just mind finished up. He was on the same macros for the whole four weeks in the, in the post phase. And he kept saying to me, when am I going to get more macros? When am I going to get more macros? I'm like, you've gained weight every week. Yeah, and, and you've I know, given I know you've also, yeah, yeah. I know you've also <laughs> eaten more food. Yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, true. I'm like, so when you can give me seven days of rigidity, then I'll be able to tell you whether or not you get more food or not. But mm. even based on the maths, I know you're roughly around maintenance right now. 
And he was like, okay, and then it like later on again, up again. And I'm like, okay, so let, let's look at your common average. Your common average is actually three to 400 calories above what I'm, what I'm prescribing. Yeah. So now you're actually in a three to 400 surplus. Yeah. That's why you're gaining X weight at this rate. And you may still be looking at my sheet that says you're only supposed to be eating 3,000, but you're actually eating 3,500. Yeah, so uh, yes, mine is in a, in a deficit, but yours is not. So, yeah. so I allow for that potential error there. Um, yeah. For comp preppers, I give them two days of complete freedom. Yeah. Um, you kind of can't fuck yourself up that much in two days. You can get fluidy yeah. um, and we can deal with that. Um, but again, for the mental thing, I like them to have two days, just go do what you gotta do. I say to them on the night of the comp, go to town if you want to nothing's gonna happen, like realistically. And even if you put on some fat, not a big deal, because um, we kind of need to do that. Um, and then the next day, it's like, go out, enjoy food, don't track it, don't binge, yeah. you know? Yeah. Go out for breakfast, have two courses with your partner, make it about the experience, make it about your family, yeah. and enjoy the food, just don't track it. Mm. And then after that two to three days, now we're gonna put, in, you, put you back onto rigid numbers. Yes, you can eat maybe a little bit more shit food, um, but it needs to be to numbers, because the less frequent you are in numbers, the less I can make change, so, um, it's essentially like somewhere in between. Um, Gen Pop, I'll let you talk about in regards to how fast you like to do it, but. Cool, so Dean and I have a very different approach because he does comp prep, I don't. Comp preppers get stupid lean that they know they can't maintain. Yeah. It's mm. not the goal to maintain. Yeah. It's just to look good for a day. So he needs to reverse pretty much everyone, actually everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas yeah. I don't reverse many people at all because everyone is after a goal and then they want to maintain that goal yeah so in the few circumstances where I have had to reverse people I actually ask them I say these are the two ways we can do it we can do it slowly and end up in the same spot or we can do it quickly and end up in the same spot yeah, yeah, yeah. so I find for people who and I tell them my preference is to do it quickly but for people who may feel really nervous about gaining weight or it might mean that they won't adhere to the plan because they're like no that's just too many calories and then they'll just yeah. starve themselves I do what I think will get me the best compliance. Yeah. So if the client is nervous about gaining weight and they're, they're looking in the mirror all the time, they're pinching their stomach, and uh, then I might do it slowly for, not for physiological reasons, but psychological reasons. Mm, yeah, 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 definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a hybrid in between. Um, yeah. Even little things like, I think setting up the expectations is super important for the gen poppers. Yes. Like um, I even say, I expect you to gain weight. Yeah. Because then when they don't, you look like an absolute magician. Yeah. Um, Similarly, like if, if they think that they've been eating 1200 calories and you say, oh look, your perceived maintenance is probably, or your proposed maintenance is probably around 2200, you're a thousand out, that makes no sense. Even if you put them at a nice little 1800, yeah. you're still theoretically in a deficit, but they become compliant to 1800, not compliant to 1200. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now you're this magician coach who's actually made them lose weight on more food. Yeah. When in actual fact, they just followed the real diet for a change and they're eating less food <laughs> than what they were beforehand. It's just on paper, it looks yeah. like it's more. Yeah. What yeah. I wanted to say before about the people who think they're eating X, but they're actually eating Y, if they've gone through our program, they know how to count. Yeah. But we used to have um, a setup where you can become a client, we just give you macros, eat to that. Yeah. But we first need to assess that you do know how to count your macros. Yeah. If you don't, then you have to go to this plan where we take you through education, teach you how to count them, and then eventually you can count your own. I think maybe two people went from wanting to start on macros mm. and actually being able to, out of many, many inquiries. Absolutely. Most people, I don't know what the fuck they do, they search like fatsecret.com or like Google macros of broccoli and they just like use that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lot of error in input of data. So MSP. much error yeah. and people don't mean to do the wrong thing, they don't mean to lie, some people, but they are just using the wrong sources. Yeah. They don't know how to validate their information. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
which is a shame because they're putting in the energy. They think they're doing the right thing. They're yeah. not getting the result. Or maybe clean eating is the answer then. You yeah. know, like yeah. <laughs> macros don't work. Well, no, you're eating your own macros, mate. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So. Awesome. Shame. We better wrap it up. Yeah, we could do this forever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, thanks so much, guys. So yeah. how do we, before we let you run away, how do we find you guys? Um, is it? Where's well, flexsuccess.com.au yep. is our website. There's yep. a contact tab oh. at the top and you can just fill it out and email us. Otherwise, we're on Insta, Facebook. Yeah. I hate my coach picture on the website, so just don't look at that. <laughs> it's go. real look bad. No, we, <laughs> we did like one photo shoot um, for all way the bus Oh, probably. The lighting yeah, was just real smart. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to change it to something I like then. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be absolutely the easiest way to contact us. Yeah. yeah. Um, right now, we just to be upfront with anyone that does take interest in what we offer, we're, we've got a, a fairly substantial waiting list. Yep. Um, we always generally have one. We will, um, and we have yeah. just for people that just listen to that way we set up coaching too, we've actually changed our coaching approach. We now just essentially, you pay for your coach. Yep. And, you yep. pay for and your whatever you time. need, you get. And that's, yep. that's just, and then you get a whole bunch of information of what that provides you um, because we over deliver on all the, everything else. And like we said, we found that most people can't just get given numbers. It's yeah. Just, yeah. We don't like to sell a, a particular product we prefer to sell the service of us yeah nice um yeah. so we do have waiting list, but there are some things coming up soon with like some subscription based stuff and yeah and yeah. that too if people want to stay in touch with us so there are options yeah, yeah. Mm. for sure yeah. and also uh as you guys know because i think you came across us at the evil genius seminar yeah, is that how you heard about yeah. us yeah, yeah so that was filmed the whole day there was a sydney seminar and a brisbane seminar so the brisbane seminar was filmed there's six modules over six, 10 videos. Six modules, 10 videos, going, about six hours of content, I think. Yeah, going through all things training and nutrition with an American biologist. So any listeners interested in that, equalgenius.com.au. That's yes. all online too. And that's, yeah, from us being there, yeah, we can awesome. highly recommend yeah, um, yeah. on board for that. The MC was awesome. pretty good, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah she was good. Yeah. Um, and one recommendation is probably to follow Dean's personal Instagram as well, especially as his cardio comes up because the rants, <laughs> yes, I do the rants seem to be uh, getting better and better every week. Yeah, I just hug dogs when I'm not working, so don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also good for them. If you like dogs, look at Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much, guys, for coming in. Absolutely. Thank it. you. No, thank you.